You're listening to an all-new episode of Self-Made Strategies. Visit selfmadestrategies.com for new episodes, information about our guests, and a whole lot more. Welcome to episode 126 of the Self-Made Strategies podcast. I'm your host, Tony Lopes. On this episode, we sat down with Claire Bond, a personal branding strategist. She's the CEO and founder of the Claire Bond Group. She helps high-achieving entrepreneurs, investors, founders, and executives create magnetic personal brands that'll increase their visibility, deal flow, and opportunities. She's here with us today to talk about personal branding and why it should matter to you, how personal branding can help increase your circle of influence, and how taking control of your personal brand will help you to take control of your narrative online. Here are the self-made strategies of Claire Bond. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank it. you so much for having me, Tony. <laughs> Personal branding in general is actually kind of mm-hmm. a passion of mine in a lot of ways. And also, I think it's really important for most people to focus on their personal brand, not only because, one, it allows you to take control of your outcomes in many ways, right? If you can right. control the narrative, you can kind of control what uh, people hear and read about you overall online. Right. But also because I, I think it's really important just societally in the, gen, in the general direction that we're headed in, personal mm-hmm. branding is of critical importance to be able to really sort of steer the direction of your career, of your personal life, of your image. Um, and so really psyched to talk to you about this. So tell us from the beginning how you got into personal branding to begin with. Um, well, I started out doing, um, marketing and, uh, PR events, all that kind of stuff, working for fortune 500 companies in New York. Um, I always wanted to try my hand at acting. So I did. And what I lacked in acting experience, I had in marketing experience. So I branded myself because if you know anything about the acting world, you need to be able to basically a casting director needs to pick up your headshot and go, ah, Claire's perfect for this role. And so that is essentially, you know, what I did, branded myself and got all the social media handles at Claire Bond, which I still use today, um, my website. And then basically I had people come to me from, from then going like, oh my God, can you build my website? Can you do these things for me? And I started doing it for my actor friends. And then, um, then I started a company with my current co-founder. We basically did, we help people brand themselves for online dating and LinkedIn. So photos, profiles, the whole bit. And then while I was going out and pitching um, up in in, uh, San Francisco, doing a lot of pitching, met Jason Calacanis. I was on his um, podcast and Mm -hmm. he said, basically came up with this whole thing. He's like, you need to brand executives and uh, you know, that kind of, so that's kind of how it started. So that's, it's basically very organic and kind of, it just kind of flowed based on the experience that I had. And then people liked what I did and they said, can you do it for me? So, and our first client was an angel investor. So it just, so that's like, yeah, we have a lot of people in the, in the investing and and private equity world. So just very organically kind of happened and is keeps going, keeps on going, keeps on learning, growing, changing, but it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So are you still acting? first of all, or, or no, I am not. No. no. Okay. The whole acting world changed, but I, I kind of ended that in, t- um, 2015. 
that I was like, I did a commercial for Nissan. And then after that, I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So no, the world that's has awesome. changed a lot in the acting world. So that's a whole other like, you know, thing right. we could go down, but. <laughs> right, right, of course. Well, well, we'll take it whatever direction you want to take it in, but let's, let's focus on personal branding for now. Maybe we'll come back yeah. to the acting career. So, so you start helping this individual who is an angel investor and where mm -hmm. do you start getting into this with someone who's not in a role that you would traditionally associate personal branding with angel investing? Where did you start and how did you develop this brand for this individual? Well, angel investing, actually, it, it, it is, it is pretty important to personally rank. So we, he actually was one of our first investors in online profile pros. That was the other company that we started. And basically, if you know anything about the angel investing world or the investing world in general, they want a lot of your personal data and your financials. It's not the kind of data you're just going to be like, Hey, random guy on the street, here's my data. You know? So when I Googled him, nothing showed up and I was a little worried. Like, is this guy really legit? So your personal brand is very important because I, because always I can do a Google search on you. And if I find information that isn't, isn't good or totally contradicts what you say you do, like that's really bad. If you are supposed to be this high level person with, you know, money to invest and I find nothing again, that's a problem. So that was a big issue that he knew he had. So I didn't have to really sell him on the fact that <laughs> it wasn't doing him any, any good. Right. So Basically, from there, it's it's about making sure you get what, what, what I'm, all the social media handles and and his website and all that kind of stuff. And you start creating content that people are currently associating with angel investing, right? So you want to angel investor Los Angeles, angel investor whatever your area is, uh, San Francisco, New York, whatever it is. You want to start owning the keywords around what people are searching for um, when they want to find someone like you, so that people find you. Because ultimately, for an angel investor he wants more deal flow. He wants people coming to him instead of him actively having to go um, to pitch contests and this kind of thing. He wants to be like saying, yes, yes, no, yes. All like, he just wants that coming to him, having people, um, you know, find stuff for him rather than having him, you know, attend lots of events. And it was just a lot of more work. If you have a great personal brand, everyone's coming to you. They're inviting, you know, he's now on Excel, part of accelerators and incubators. And so he has all of it coming to him, whereas before he was going to find it. So that's, that's really the difference is that if you work on your personal brand, opportunities will come to you. Right. Awesome. And so if you do it right, that's the, that's the, you know, the beauty of it. That's awesome. And so are you still working with this individual? Is he still one of your clients? Yes. And, and how yeah. has that then evolved into your business now helping others with their personal brand? Um, I mean, he's sent us uh, several referrals and, um, you know, we, we definitely with him, he, like I mentioned before, he's part of a, um, an incubator and that opportunity came to him once all of this, all of the work we did happened and so many other opportunities. So I would continue to see that again and again with all of our clients um, where they may have great credentials. They went to great schools. They were doing great things, but nobody knows they exist. And once you make sure that they show up in search, because 65% of people think that what shows up on Google search is is fully accurate they don't understand that it's based on seo and marketing and all that kind of stuff they're like oh the, he's number one he's the best end of story <laughs> so that is the way people think you know and 
as a marketer, I know that it takes a lot of effort and there are actual humans at Google that will go to your website. Are you really legit? Especially the YMYL, right? Are you worthy of this traffic? If you are in a space like most, um, you know, high level individuals looking to work on their personal brand, if you are a doctor, a lawyer, anyone that could literally be fraudulent, you could hurt people with the information that you're giving. Google actually goes and makes sure that you are who you say you are. They kind of make sure that you are a legitimate, whatever you say you are. So good on the part that, that Google does the research, but also it's that extra hurdle that we now have to, to beat, but Good and bad, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> of course. Yeah, absolutely. So what are sort of the best practices for anyone listening who wants to boost their personal brand but doesn't know where to start? What would you suggest as best practices in terms of developing a good personal branding strategy? Um, I, you know, creating content that, that around your expertise that people are actually looking for. So answer questions and uh, you know, share your ideas around things that people are actually actively looking for. Um, you can do it on you know, LinkedIn and other places, but if you do it on your website, it can be searched for. And if people are actually searching on Google, it has a higher chance of showing up. Less likely if it's on something like LinkedIn. Right. Um, if you don't wanna have a website, get a Medium account, that kind of thing. But ultimately, I think that you should have your own website where you can um, show up in Google search. YouTube is another another great platform for that because again it's Google. So you ultimately want to show up and someone does a search and you answer their question. That's that's like the greatest gift because you've given somebody a gift and hopefully they'll be they'll turn into a loyal follower, um, maybe a customer, maybe they'll bring an opportunity your way. But that's the way you're going to do it. You're going to give the gift of this knowledge. Right. And so this is really a useful tool for entrepreneurs to boost their revenue, basically by showcasing their subject matter expertise and leveraging Mm -hmm. their authority, right? Right. Yeah. Um, And I always say use the 80-20 rule, 80% give, 20% ask, 20% sales. Give me something of value. And that's the thing. I mean, it doesn't really matter what area you're in, whether, you know, you there's something that you can do to share, even if it's gardening, like anything that you can do, you can share. So it really, you could have your brand be about anything. Um, but the ultimate goal is whatever you, the end goal that you want, whether it's more sales or, um, sponsorships, whatever it is, you have to give great information that helps people in order to get Right. Whatever it is that you want to get. If you're not giving good content and good information, you will not receive anything back. You know, that whole, yeah, you've got to give before you can get anything back. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, it's people are are turned off by constant, mm-hmm. just in your face calls to action and sales yeah. and buy this, buy that. We're really overwhelmed, especially post pandemic. I don't know if mm-hmm. we can call it post pandemic yet, but on the tail end of the pandemic, where we've all right. been just exposed to to screen time at you know yeah. an ungodly amount of time in front of yeah. our screens. And so <laughs> just the the constant bombardment is not really an attractive way. You have to give value, as you said. And I think you're right. I think roughly 80-20 is a good uh balance. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're in a, a value add economy now, right? Where people want to engage with and work with brands and buy things from brands. 
that they feel like are improving their lives in some way. And that right. part of that comes from the branding that you're putting out there as well, right? Right. And, and connecting with a person. Um, yeah, like no one's going to get super excited about this faceless entity. They're going to get excited right. about a person associated with that. So, I mean, even if a, a company like Nike, you might be excited about the people that they have in their commercials or whatever they stand for. Right. Right. Um, and what they stand for kind of is, is part of what you think about with the company as well. So it, it's very important who you have kind of as the face of your business. And so if you own your own business, you're the perfect one to be the face. Um, and that is how you are going to, by sharing the, you know, the values of, of, that you have, that you brought into the company, that is going to make people kind of go interesting. Okay, let me learn more. But if it's just like this faceless business, no one really cares anymore. We're inundated by so much stuff. Someone has to be different. Right. Yeah. And, and if, the, you know, sorry, yeah, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you're not controlling the narrative, really, you're, you're just leaving your branding out there ignored and sort of in this empty yes. space, which is terrible. Right. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. why is it important for people to focus on their personal brand and why does ignoring your personal brand affect you negatively? Well, so when I think of a personal brand, I really think of Google search. Um, and if you, if you it's so great, if you have tons of press, but those press pieces, whatever they are, wherever they are, they own the narrative. So what if they, they decided not to, so they decided to cut and, uh, you know, some great thing that you said, you're like, oh my God, you missed the point or they took something out of context or whatever it may be, they are owning the narrative on your personal brand. Another thing that's, that's of note is that basically, so say you did a lot of stuff three years ago, it starts kind of losing its, its juice, if you will. Right. Um, so yeah, there may be other stuff that kind of gets on top. You're like, no, I want that interview to be at the top. But, it, but when it's old, Google said, oh, this is old. We should kind of take this down. Right. So that's why creating new and relevant content is on your own website is going to be so important. It's because you can own that narrative and you can say, this is what I'm about. And here's my proof. Yeah, of course. And so, all right, what are the best ways to control the narrative? What are your tips and advice for people who are listening that need to take control of their personal brand? How can they start to take control of that narrative? Yeah, I, I'm, get your website, get it set up, <laughs> get it SEO'd um, for whatever it is that you, your area of expertise, your industry, your market, et cetera. Um, and again, create content that people are asking for, people are currently um, looking for on social media. And you can find that by you know doing a search on ubersuggest.com. Oh, very that's, cool. Which is free. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So going back to your acting career, shifting back to those that yeah. story of how you kind of took control of your own narrative and developed mm -hmm. your personal brand. Tell us a little bit about that. How as an actress, you know, you at the time weren't really a, a personal branding expert. So how did you mm -hmm. get started and how did you take control of your own narrative? Um, I mean, you know, you have to really be so excited in the world that we live in that we can literally pick up our phone and you can create a great video now. Right. So I created content, um, around what I wanted to be seen as, and I would, um, you know, do photo shoots and stuff with photographers in the way I wanted to be perceived. So ultimately I had to make my agent happy. Okay. Do these, you know, young mom and all these things that they wanted <laughs> to do, but I'm like, I don't, that's not what I want. This 
this is what I want. So I actively, because there's so many people in the acting world that are willing to kind of like, great, you'll model for me. I can show your photos and you get the photos for free. So, you know, like there's a lot of people that you can work with to, to make that happen. And that's ultimately what I was able to do to make a portfolio of content on my website um, and I actually had a blog called the life and bullshit of an actress. And that was, uh, <laughs> I basically, so I did the blogging thing. Um, and I, yeah, I was just kind of talking about this kind of the stupid stuff that would happen when I went sure. on auditions. Um, actually a social media person that we had for online profile pros helped me come up with that, that title. Um, so I w- cannot say that it was, it was me that came up with that, but yeah, I mean, I did exactly what I tell people to do right now for my acting career. So it was the very beginning of it, um, you know, for online profile pros, because I was kind of going along in, you know, at the same time, around the same time. So I ultimately was able to also see what we were doing to build our business and get ideas from that too. So yeah, it is really about create, yeah, it's it's so old school. People are like, ah, blogging's dead. It's really not because Google's not dead. Yeah, and, and there are other <laughs> there are other tools now that you can use for personal branding. Of course, podcasting being one. We're sitting on yeah. a podcast, of course, and um and and that transitions well into other forms. And as you said, blogging, YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, distribution through RSS, all those things on your right. own website, all of those things, and all those bits and pieces of content eventually add up to this volume yes. that can help you to control that, that story. Right. That's, but that's it, really cool. Ultimately it's you that needs to be in control of it. Not, right. not always being a guest. I mean, love, you know what I mean? Cause if you, if you only are a guest on someone's podcast, well, it's great. It's again, it loses its efficacy, you know, the, over time those start to kind of dwindle. And again, you may not get your messaging out. So you do it in tandem. Um, I don't have a podcast, but I do have a, my YouTube channel right. and all that kind of stuff. And I'm always a guest on podcasts, but yeah, it's, it can kind of go both ways, but you need to have somewhere where on video or on podcasts that people can actually hear your ideas. And of course, a blog is, is good because Google likes blogs. Yeah. Is there a story that you could share with us about one of your clients or another experience that you had where they just either had a really negative personal brand or just a barren personal brand and how you were able to turn that around? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think pretty much most of our clients are in that position. Um, and it's surprising kind of given, where a lot of them, what they have done. So uh, like one particular client, he uh, has, was the CEO of several um, businesses, many of them, of, you know, two, which I know most people would know. Um, and he didn't really show up as this big leader as he should have been. But um, I actually, I can't remember who said this quote, but somebody was saying a quote that the most successful people are, you not usually the ones bragging about how awesome they are. Right. It's someone that, does isn't as great right so this particular um client of mine he i remember him saying he would like he would never be doing what he's doing now he would never we create videos on his behalf and we do so much stuff and he's like i would never be out here doing this if it weren't for you because i i know what i don't know and i feel uncomfortable kind of like talking about this but anyone else would be like are you kidding me like you're so (laughs) smart like everyone but so what, funny enough, one a guy that used to work for someone that worked for him is now a, a huge, well-known guy in the marketing space instead of my client. And I'm like, see, 
That's what happened. This young guy was like, I'm going to be a marketing expert. And now he's got millions of followers on Twitter and LinkedIn and everything else. And my client, even though he's got, he's got like, you know, so much experience, he is not as well known. So that is the, the, you know, that is the thing it's so a lot of times I I don't always like to think of it on a really competitive space. I, I like to think of personal branding on more of a give to people space, but that is a case in point where someone who didn't have, I mean, a quarter of the experience of this other executive that I work with, and he's kicking his ass and taking names as far right. as social media is right, concerned. Of course. Yeah. So that, so that is, it, that is also another reason why it's really, really important, but yeah, so that is, so we are working to kind of get his, his visibility up. Um, but ultimately it comes from sharing his experiences, which no one else has. No. I mean, if you look at any of the other people in his space, they're like, Oh wow, this guy really knows what he's talking about. <laughs> he's been doing this since <laughs> the nineties. Oh, he really knows what he's talking about. You're right. like, yeah, this guy's been doing it for five years. This other guy's been doing it for 25 years. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing really is that everyone has a lot of value to put out if they really yeah. dig for it and sort of right. organize it. Right. So how do yeah. you organize this content into a way that presents a story for each individual individual that tells this narrative that's engaging with their target yeah. audience? It's truly about figuring out what, what we think we can win on Google. So it's literally about doing an SEO search, figuring out what has low to medium, um, uh, you know, uh, um, search volume, like, like, uh, other people that are, if you, you know, basically you don't want to go after a keyword. That's really, really competitive. That's what I'm looking at. Low to medium competitiveness. I was like, the word is not coming to me. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you don't want to go after like the most competitive keyword in your space. You want to go to like the low when you're starting out and then you can go to medium and then eventually go to the, um, very, uh, competitive keywords, but that is ultimately how we do it. So it's not, it's really just based. We do it all based on analytics and strategy. It's not just like, how am I feeling today? You know, it's, it's really about what what can we win? And once we get those wins, okay, great. How can we build on it? So it's literally about Google search, um, and getting those keywords. Cause that's ultimately your average person looking at somebody online. They're going to look at the Google search. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Awesome. So, so clairebond.com is the website. Yes. And we'll post a link to that in the show notes. Is there any other way for people to reach out to you if they want to get in touch with you or ask you about personal branding? Uh, I'm I'm at Claire Bond really on every social media channel. Um, and I'm on most of them. Um, but yeah, ClaireBond.com is usually the best because I have my contact form. You can always reach out yeah. to me there. But um, yeah, so hopefully I, I gave somebody some great some great tips to start. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you did. This was great. I really appreciate it. All right, Claire, thank you very much for being with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, you too.